0: On today's Locked On Giants podcast, we're taking a look at USC quarterback Caleb Williams. That's coming your way next on the Locked On Giants podcast. You are Locked On
1: Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: This episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the promo code On for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the On Giants Podcast, part of the On Podcast family, your team every day. My name is Patricia Traina, P-Train, credentialed member of the New York Giants Media for On, and, of course, for Giants Country over on the Fan Nation Network. And I want to send a special welcome to my everydayers, my Blue Crew community members, my newcomers, and everybody in between. You are all appreciated and loved by yours. Truly, thank you for making us your first listen of the day, Or if you watch on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And on today's Lockdown Giants podcast, we continue our look at the top quarterback prospects in the 2024 draft class. And joining me on the program is our Lockdown USC host, Mark Culkin. He also is a writer for com, So he knows USC as well as anybody out there. Mark, delighted to have you on the program. Thanks for joining me.
1: Absolutely, looking forward to this,
0: all right, Mark. So we're going to talk about Caleb Williams, who is probably one of the more interesting uh, candidates in the quarterback class. Let's just start off. You know, we've seen the scouting reports and everything like that. You're on the ground. You have seen him up close and personal. You have probably spoken with him. What can you tell us about, you know, is what we see on film pretty much what they get? or you know, what can you tell us about his strengths and and where he maybe needs to bring up his game some?
1: So what you see on film is what you're going to see when, if the Giants are lucky enough to, you know, bring him onto their personnel roster. Uh, he's a very special player. There's no doubt about it. You you hear the term generational talent? Uh, Caleb Williams checks off that box. Uh, his ability to make every throw that a quarterback needs to make, whether you you're, whether well, it doesn't matter which hash mark you're on, uh, he can make that throw, and he can also throw deep. With ease, he's got the arm strength, but he has what um, what Travis Dye deemed as magical feet. Travis Dye you know, plays for the Jets. I understand that, but for his one year that he played with Caleb Williams with the Trojans, what Caleb what Caleb Williams can do is extend plays, and so when things break down, that's almost when he becomes a better football player. Okay. He is literally a human joystick. Um, so. Yeah, generational talent. Uh, if you need someone to make a play, you want the ball in his hands. And if you give him protection, he will pick you apart. He, he, just a really good competitive quarterback. He hates to lose to anything. Tic-tac-toe. You name it, he's going to win. He wants to win. Dodgeball. Doesn't matter.
0: Based on you know the film that he's put out there, is there a particular game or two that you would recommend? <clears throat> excuse me, Giant fans to maybe go back and look at that you think encapsulates everything that Caleb Williams can bring to the table?
1: Sure, uh, I would definitely go back to his Heisman season uh, film. You can go back and look what he did in the Notre Dame game. Uh, that was that probably seized the Heisman Trophy for him. He did everything you need to do, throwing the ball, running the ball. You can go back to even last year where the, the record wasn't as good as the previous season, but you saw him starting to take a little bit more control, wanting to, to be the the leader on the field, and maybe the results were a little mixed. Um, you, you started to see a little bit of growth with, with Caleb Williams. So I, I guess... You can pick any game. If there's not a particular game, I could say, hey, go look at that one because he does something special in every game he plays. But if you really want to encapsulate who Caleb Williams is and what everybody is like, oh, wow, I need him on my team, go to Notre- Go to the USC versus Notre Dame game 2022. You'll understand.
0: Okay. Um, obviously, you know, throughout his career, he's had different systems he's played in versus in- – you know, high school, then when he got to college and stuff like that. What's the best system for his talents, do you think?
1: I don't know if there's a, a system. Um, I, I, I'm, I've i never been a, a believer in system quarterbacks. I, Caleb is the type of person, he's very, very smart, very intelligent, very intuitive. So I don't think it really matters. Um you know, every quarterback I think wants a strong offensive line, a good running game to support that, and good receivers on the outside. Caleb Williams, if you give him all of those tools, you're probably creating somebody who's going to be really difficult to beat. Um, Caleb Williams, at this point of his career, is already being compared to Patrick Mahomes. Oh. But at this point of Caleb Williams' career, he's more refined than Patrick Mahomes was when he got to the NFL. So imagine, you know, Caleb Williams, he's being trained by one of the best quarterback gurus in college and Lincoln Riley, and now being able just to focus all of his attention to playing football, not going to school, um, doing all the other peripheral stuff, as well as trying to be a college college student and play football. So I'm not worried about what system he goes into. He'll adapt. Um, You know, he wants to win that's the bottom line. Do you want to surround him with players who aren't at his level? He'll he'll rise up. He'll help them rise up. But I don't know if you want that from a rookie quarterback. I don't know if anybody's willing to ready to do that in the NFL.
0: Right, right. In terms of, you know, the core traits that, you know, most scouts look for in a quarterback, you know, amongst them play strength, processing time, you know, the mental aspect of it, how does Caleb stack up in some of those core traits?
1: Uh, I I think that's the one thing I would say he needs to work on is um, recognition. Uh, This past season, um, there was some concern. People were questioning, why is Caleb holding on the ball so long? And sometimes if he sees too many defenders, maybe flooding the defense, he might not have that competence to throw it in a tight window. So... uh, Again, I, I'm I'm really cherry picking. I'm really nitpicking here. I, I don't know. Again, I don't I, I don't know if there's a certain traits that GM NFL GMs want to look for. From what I understand, they want to find out, you know, who's going to be a leader, who's willing to compete, and do what's necessary. Um, again, all three of those boxes are going to get checked off with, with Caleb Williams.
0: Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of quarter one, 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% 3% match requires Robinhood goal for one year from the date of first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker-dealer. The LA market is is you know pretty big as it is. The New York market is, I think, the biggest one. Yeah. It's very unforgiving. Mm. That being said, how much of an advantage do you think Caleb has if he were to come to the New York market? Or do you think it would be it would be an adjustment for him? Because literally, I mean, there's like a gazillion people scrutinizing him on the media. The okay. fan base can be unforgiving. And already there's been some questions from, from fans who see him, you know, go into the stands and, and spend a moment with his mother, which, you know, personally, I didn't care. You know, if he did it, great. I don't care. I, I don't think any less of him. But there are people that are worried about that. So how do you think he might take to the New York market if he were to come here?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a valid question. Um, I've, I've questioned his, I don't want to say his leadership Style, there have been times where you know he might not have been emotionally ready for the moment uh, you brought up the 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 you know him being captured with in his mom's arms i I think at that time it was because he's so competitive and because there was so much pressure on his shoulders to lead a team that had some flaws, I think when they lost that game it, it was that moment where it was like it it was just a release, and his mom was there so to your question though, yeah. I I think there is some legitimate concern that, you know, if if Caleb can't handle that kind of pressure playing at USC, how is he going to handle the media playing in New York for the New York Giants? Or any, you know, you could say that actually for any NFL team, but especially in a big media market where, you know, places like New York and Philadelphia, Chicago, the the media isn't as forgiving um, as some say the L.A. market is. It it can be tough out here. Don't get me wrong. but it's not like the the New York market there's there's no comparison to
0: that. Yeah, it's pretty brutal out here. It can be at any rate. You know, there's also been some reports Mark that Caleb at times marches to the beat of his own drummer. There were some reports that he wants to go to a certain team that he, you know, he wants ownership stake. I'm sure you know that was a false report obviously. Um, you know, some people have knocked him because he prefers to get manicures. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, criticism coming at him for things other than football. What can you tell us about the real Caleb Williams? Is he a prima donna? Do you worry about that? Or is that just all overblown and just created, uh, you know, manufactured fiction?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's probably overblown, but I I think people need to really remember we're, we're critiquing, you know, I hate to use the, the term kid, but we're, we're, we're critiquing young adults, young men, some who are still, Teenagers. I mean, when they're 18, 19, technically, they're still a teenager. So there is some, you know, validity to it that, you know, this Caleb march to the beat of his own drummer. Uh, When you have that type of pressure and you're constantly being critiqued, uh, I I think, yeah, you know, you are going to do things a little bit differently. Um, He's used the, the, the phrase, you know, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. So yeah, you do look at things differently. Um, you know, ask the question again because I have an answer, but I kind of jumped off my train of thought there. Um, yeah,
0: I'm just I'm just wondering if you know it's been said that he kind of marches to the beat of his own drum, and he's drawn criticism for that. You know, oh, you know, there was the report that he he wanted an ownership stake that you know he wanted this, he wanted that, and I'm just asking: is that just overblown, or is that you know? Kind of a, a coping mechanism, if you will, given that he's in such a high-profile spot at this point in his life.
1: I think it's overblown. And again, when you've been for over a year, when you've been told you're going to be the number one overall draft pick, and everybody's watching you and and and, and looking at, all right, how can we break him down? And this is where this is where it happens is between now and the NFL draft is where where are the the, the weak links in Caleb? Again, we're talking about someone who's still in college as we speak Mm -hmm. and is coming out early to be in the NFL. So, you know, again, I think it's overblown. Um, But again, it's it's the culture we live in today. Um, Everything is hyper-focused. Everything is right there for you on Instagram, on Twitter, on X. Uh, You see everything right away. And everybody has an opinion about it. Some of it's right, some of it's not. I have an opinion about a lot of things. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm not. This is what Caleb's going to be dealing with, um, especially if he ends up in New York. You know, what's his favorite restaurant? Why is he going there instead of going there? It's, it's those types of things. Does Caleb spend too much time by himself rather than with his team? Uh, from the outside looking in, people might say, well, Caleb is kind of a loner. He's a, he's an introvert. You ask his teammates, there's not a better better leader in the locker room. So again, it's all up to it's all open to interpretation.
0: So staying on that, that theme for a moment, what is the real Caleb Williams like, you know, as far as behind the scenes, his preparation, how he interacts with the coaches, his teammates, you know, what kind of person is
1: he? Well, again, he, he keeps everybody at a you know a guarded distance. And, and I think it's for a reason. He's protecting himself, um, doesn't want to be taken advantage of. So what we see in practice what we're allowed to see in practice, which is very little. Uh, again, he's a leader. He's always one of the first guys out there. Um, you finish, you know, the, what I call the skip and stretch, their conditioning session once they, and they break off into their position groups, he's racing. He wants to see, you know, all right, that's the fastest guy on the team. Let's race to get over there. It's those types of things that, that people gravitate towards. They people want to be around winners. And I, I think Caleb Caleb Williams epitomizes wanting to be a winner. So, as far as you know, that type of leadership, um, you're not going to see it from the outside unless you're part of the team. You can only hear what he says, and when you listen to him talk, um, very measured with his responses. He's always thinking about you know what does that question mean. He's not going to put himself in a position where. Maybe those words are going to come back to bite him. Does he, you know, put himself out there sometimes? Sure. You know, with the fingernails, painting some, you know, some words or whatever. Yeah. But again, that's part of his competitive nature.
0: You mentioned, um, you know, that he considers himself a brand. I mean, is there any concern that maybe he's putting the brand ahead of football or is that, again, is that overblown?
1: Um, I think there's, you can ask that question. And, but you, because there was some concern this past season, you know, how, why did Caleb and I I use the term regress from his Heisman season? Did he have too much on his plate, you know, making commercials and the Heisman foundation. And he has his own uh, Caleb cares foundation, which is, uh, you know, fighting bullies. Um, So when we talk about a brand, let's take it the whole picture. What is his brand? What is he standing up for? And again, we're, we're trying to live our lives as aged adults with wisdom and experience and do it every day. He's trying to do this growing up in front of everybody's eyes. So his brand is, he's a great college quarterback who, who I think cares a lot about the people around him in his circle, his teammates. And yeah, it's a business and football doesn't last forever. So if it means I need to Get mine before I have to get out. You know what? That's the way it's played today. You see it at the high school level, you're seeing it at the college level. We definitely see it at the NFL level. So he's, I don't know, maybe he's ahead of the curve as far as um, adopting being a brand in in the sports industry.
0: Right, right. Getting back to his play on the field, when he takes that next step, I know you mentioned he can improve his recognition a little bit better. What else do you think? he needs to really focus on when he gets to the NFL and and do you think he can be a day one starter
1: I think in the right situation he could be a day one starter again you have you have to have the right pieces around him I don't know if you want to you know put him in a situation where and obviously there's an extreme where you're like an expansion team and you're just plucking guys from everywhere and trying to cobble together a team um Again, he needs to be able to recognize zone defenses a little bit better. If all of a sudden you see, you know, four, five, six guys in the box, and then all of a sudden there's seven or eight guys dropping into coverage, I think that's where he struggles. Um, but again, there's there's very little about his game that he needs to work on, because when a play breaks down, again, that's when his strengths really surface. Uh, if a pocket breaks down, it doesn't matter. He can find a way to create his own pocket, uh, and that—that's something that not a lot of quarterbacks can do. He can throw the ball from every arm angle. So again, if if anything, I would say it's being patient, uh, learning—you know—better defensive recognitions. But patience is probably the the number one thing. And look, every quarterback has to be patient. So yeah.
0: Hey, Giant fans, are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Well, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. And gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. In short, the 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-side crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder, which has room for up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue or Nissan Pathfinder and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Hey, Giant fans. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. But did you also know that PrizePix offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured? That's right. Now you don't have to worry about your football and basketball players exiting the game early only to return later on because that player is rebooted. That makes PrizePix the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. PrizePix gives you the chance to pick combo projections across football and basketball from Specials League that was created specifically for combo projections featuring two or more players from different sports or leagues. PrizePix is also very easy to play. Just pick two or more players, predict their stats, and sit back and see how they perform. It takes less than 60 seconds to make an entry. And when you play with prize picks, you'll enjoy quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and a wide selection of players and stat types. So what are you waiting for? Go to prizepickscom slash NFL and use the promo code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom slash NFL. and that promo code is Lockdown NFL for your first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. For for those of, of my listening audience who not familiar with USC and the type of offense they run, did they do a lot of RPOs and zone reads with the quarterback? And how has Caleb been executing those?
1: So it's definitely in their, um, in their resume of play calling. It, in the first year, they ran more RPOs. Last year, um, and again, I don't know if it was play calls being changed at the line of scrimmage or whatnot. But Caleb didn't run the ball as often as he did as he did you know, the first year when he came to USC. Um, so again, does he want? Is he trying to protect his body a little bit? Um, there was some, there was some question. Was he playing injured last year? Uh, he did have a hurt finger on one of his hands, but was there anything else that was bothering him? Uh, yeah, RPO. He can definitely run it. I don't know how much you do that in the NFL though, so I don't know how much of that's really going to carry over. Uh, he's not the biggest guy. You know, he's not he doesn't have a Cam Newton sized body. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's relatively small in stature, 6'1, 200 plus pounds. So do you want to put him out there on the edge where he's gonna take a hit at the next level? I don't know. Bottom line with Caleb Williams, he can hold on the ball, he can carry it, he can get you yards. Um, but I, I think he prefers throwing the ball much more.
0: Right, right. Now, I'm I'm sure he's been training, getting ready for the combine and everything, you know, and all that stuff. What do you feel he still needs to show or convince NFL coaches that he is capable of doing that? Maybe his tape hasn't really shown, you know, ha- hasn't really underscored.
1: Well, like I said, I, 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 I don't just because I don't want to keep repeating myself. I think it's recognizing defenses quicker. Um Some I think there are times where he can be confused. This past season, um, the play clock would get down, you know, five seconds or less before they were snapping the ball. So whether that was he wasn't recognizing the defense, he was changing the play at the line of scrimmage. That's where I've talked about he needs to be. I don't know a little bit more patient doesn't sound right, but he needs to be more trusting in the call. You know, the play calling that's coming in from the sideline. Mm
0: You mentioned earlier that he's been compared to a Patrick Mahomes. Um, is, is that just, you, you know, when you look at Patrick, I mean, Patrick Mahomes right now, I think we can say is the the gold standard. Um, where does Caleb's game maybe need to, besides obviously recognizing defenses, you know, which you've just mentioned, but where else could he raise his level of play besides what you just mentioned? Uh, well, I
1: don't know. He completes over 60, 60- percent of his passes um there's not a lot where he needs to improve he's got the arm strength he's able to throw it from every arm angle he if he needs to take off and run he can do that it's again it's I think it's just a matter of continuing to learn how to play quarterback at the next level he's accomplished everything he can in college except win a championship he can't he can't play defense though
0: Right,
1: and that's the problem. You know, Caleb can only do so much for your team. So to, to say, what else can he do to get better? Well, I mean, I don't know. You tell me, Patricia. What more does Caleb need to do? You've seen him play. What would you say you need to do better, Caleb?
0: I mean, other than like you said, the recognition part and being patient. You know, which which factors into you know, Mike Mike earlier question about. Post snap processing, which you know was a big thing with Daniel Jones, that drives me crazy with about him. So, I mean, is that a fair assessment? Would you say?
1: I think it is, and I, I think it is. But sometimes it's you know it's it's paralysis by analysis. Right. You're trying to make the big play every single time the ball is snapped. Right. So I guess in that regard, is maybe Caleb can recognize that not every play has to be a touchdown. Sometimes check down, take the easy play. Mm-hmm. let get back to the line of scrimmage and do it again. That was, I think, maybe the biggest difference that I saw in the bowl game. Uh, Caleb didn't play in the holiday bowl that USC played against Louisville. Miller Moss played. But Caleb Williams, like I said, had a tendency sometimes to hold on to the ball too long because he wants to make a play every time the ball snapped. Sometimes the best play, ditch it at somebody's feet, throw it out of bounds. Mm-hmm. That's where I think Caleb... Can can probably learn to be a little bit better with his decision making.
0: And there's, you know, in retrospect, there's really nothing horrible about that. The kid wants no. to play, right. yeah, exactly. But you're right, you, you know, you want to. Sometimes you have to live to see the next down as right. opposed to forcing it. All right, Mark. Final question for you. You know, what is something that maybe isn't as readily known about Caleb outside of the USC market that people are going to just be absolutely blown away once they learn that this about him.
1: So as competitive as he is, um, again, he's very, I I think he's an introvert. He really keeps to himself. Um, After a loss, you know, a question came from the the meeting, you know, how do you deal with losing? And it kind of caught people by surprise. You know, yeah, I'm going to go home and curl up under the covers with my puppy. That's who Caleb is. He's just his, he's his own person. You know, he's going to deal with things his own way. Um, he he'll take advice uh-huh. but, and and I, I think I'm similar in, in certain situations. When I don't perform up to a standard, I don't want to be around anybody. I just want to be by myself. Let me figure it out. And then I'll go back and I'll get back with my teammates and we'll go figure it out together. But I, if I don't know what's wrong with me, somebody else can't tell me what's wrong. I have to figure it out first. And I think that's where Caleb comes from.
0: And that's maturity. If you think about it.
1: Absolutely. He he is very he is definitely mature, even though some of the things that he does comes off as immature.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, I'm a big picture guy. You know, you can you can stand back from back here and go, wow, that looked really really good. But the closer you get, you go, oh, mm, it's not that great. Yeah, but yeah, it's about the big picture, and Caleb is a big picture person. Yeah,
0: do you think he'll go over first overall? I know that's where he's being projected. Do you think he is the top of the the cream of that three quarterback crop?
1: Well, you know, obviously I'm biased. So I do think he is the best quarterback available in the draft. Again, generational talent. What he can't do throwing the ball, it's, again, you use the term human joystick. He keeps plays alive. And when you're able to do that, again, anything can happen. So does he end up in Chicago? I don't know. Does Washington trade up to get him? Well, we know who their new offensive coordinator is. Kingsbury was just hired over there. He was an analyst on USC's um, staff this past season. It'll be interesting. Um, again, you don't pass up on these types of talents when they come around. Right. Because when they do, and you pass them up, sometimes you say, "Well, you know what? I can get five players for the price of one." If you do the whole, you know, trading in the draft, if you're willing to wait a few years, it might work out for you. You know what you're getting with Caleb Williams. I don't know if you want to pass it up. All right. GMs, GMs that do that, they typically find themselves working somewhere else. <laughs> and the player excels at <laughs> another, another team.
0: And I'm sure, you know, the other, I know another question that pops up just real quick about, you know, Caleb, he's played in Southern California where the weather's usually pretty good you know, as opposed to, well, if he goes to Chicago where the weather can be kind of yicky or even the Northeast where it can be, it turned yicky, you know, how might he respond to that? How might he adjust to that? Because sometimes, you know, warm weather quarterbacks do take time to adjust. I mean, do you think that would be an issue with him?
1: I don't know. I mean, he did grow up on the East coast. I mean, he was the Washington DC area. He played at Oklahoma for a year. It's not California and it's, it's not Chicago, but you know, they do get some weather down there in that you Know as you get into the later end of the season, um, look, I'm not a big oh, they had to deal with the weather type of guy. Um, you know, no, I don't think it'll be an issue. they these players are deal with a lot of things hand warmers, heated benches, nice heavy jackets, they'll be fine.
0: I mentioned that only because, you know, when in the NFL the, uh, NFL, the playoff game, the Dolphins having to go to Kansas City playing in record cold temperatures. And a lot of people made a big deal about that and, and said, you know, Tua struggled because of the cold weather. So I just was curious, you know, if, if that's really a thing.
1: I mean, I, to me, I think what really bothers a quarterback more than anything, it's not the cold, it's not the heat, it's the wind. Yeah. You know, so as long as it's not 60 miles per hour gusting winds, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. I mean, CJ Stroud, one of the, he's coming up as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. I remember watching him play a game at Ohio State. I think it was at Northwestern and the winds were just howling. Mm -hmm. He couldn't throw the ball 10 yards. He's got a really strong arm. Yeah. (laughs) So again, I don't think, I don't think weather as far as, you know, snow or rain, heat, I don't think it has anything to do with it. Just, the wind is what bothers.
0: Right. Right. But again, some guys do get bothered by the cold and stuff, you know, because it changes the grip of the ball or the ball gets harder, or, you know, so it, it's just, you know, I guess it's all a matter of how you prepare. And, you know, I'm sure there are things they can do in practice to, to prepare for that, you know, whether it's dunking a ball in ice or whatever.
1: Let you know? me ask you this, Patricia, when the giants are, are practicing during the winter, are they practicing outside or are they are, using their indoor practice facility.
0: Usually they're outside unless the the, the grass field is, is messed up. So, so
1: you'll have to learn to adapt. Yeah, exactly. Know.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Mark, great stuff. I appreciate you coming on and uh, filling us in on Caleb Williams. He sounds like, you know, an intriguing candidate. I mean, his film is very impressive, as you said. And uh, I think he's definitely going to be, you know, if not the top pick, probably within the first five, I would say. I mean, I can't see him falling down to the Giants, but there's always a chance. You never know. And the Giants could also put, trade up to get him if they really want him. So we'll have to see where he ends up. It's, it's going to be uh, going to be interesting to see where he, he lands. So anyway, here's Mark Colkin. He is the host of Locked On USC. And again, you can find his written work at WeAreSC.com. Com. Giant fans, thank you so much for tuning into the Locked On Giants podcast. Keep it here all week long. We will have much more coming up on Locked on Giants. Have a good one, Giant fans.